Welcome to The Build Up by Alibaba Australia New Zealand, a bite-sized podcast series here to demystify the journey of entrepreneurship with in-real-life advice from industry experts who are in the business of the build, in the midst of creating entrepreneurial projects of their very own and finding their way in the world of biz. Learn, laugh and dream big with good humans doing great work and get inspired to build an entrepreneurial journey of your own. This podcast is an initiative of Alibaba, Australia, New Zealand, the global technology company, and is produced by The Peers Project, where progressive podcast dreams are brought to life. Hey builders, Michelle here, and welcome back to the fifth episode of The Build Up by Alibaba, Australia, New Zealand, a guide to finding your way in the world of biz. In this episode, we explore the importance of grasping the basic skills of business and your industry before attempting something more difficult, taking inspiration from the Chinese proverb, learn to walk before you run, or In a world of self-promotion, instant gratification and social media, it's easy to get caught up in someone else's definition of success and rush to meet them. But what we encourage you to do is instead go your own way and invest in building yourselves up before launching out into the world. Today, we're joined in this conversation by Julie Hirsch, co-founder and COO at Elements Tees. Following two years of research, Julie and co-founder Nicole launch Elements, the world's first 100% natural vitamin tea. Now, at just over a year of sales, Elements is on shelves in 1,500 stores around the world and raised Series A investment, providing tea lovers with organic, certified vitamins and minerals in each cup. In 2020, Julie was awarded the Telstra Businesswoman of the Year and the Telstra Emerging Leader of the Year of Victoria, as well as being listed on the Forbes Asia's 30 Under 30 list. Welcome, Julie. Thank you so much for having me on, Michelle. Amazing. So look, Julie, please take the mic and share with us in your own words who you are, what you do and why you do it. I would love to. My name is Julie Hirsch. I'm the co-founder and chief operating officer of Elements Organic Vitamin T. Elements is the world's first 100% natural vitamin T. My co-founder, Nicole, and I spent two years in research and development trying to create this world-first innovation. It was really hard to do, but we were absolutely committed to making a product that had no binders, no fillers, nothing synthetic in it. Um, And what we found was these beautiful fruit and herbal extracts that had naturally occurring vitamins and minerals. We were able to use a process that we've now actually patented to blend those with fair trade tea and spices into what became the Elements launch range, which has B group vitamins, vitamin C and zinc uh, across the range, which has teas like black teas, chai, Egyptian mint. Uh, We just did a rooibos tea. So we've been on shelf now for almost two years. So all up, it's been just over a four-year journey so far, and we're now in three countries around the world, as you said, in over 1,500 stores. It's so exciting, Julie. You know, when you and I first connected, I remember looking into the company and you guys were just blowing up at that point. You know, what inspired you to really start Elements Tease? You know, how did you get into this? 
My co-founder, Nicole, and I had known each other for years before we started Elements. We were really good friends, and we were both really busy professional women. We would very often talk about how hard it was to manage your nutrient intake during the chaos of the day. It was just impossible to remember how many fruit and veg you'd had when a thousand things were hitting the wall. Supplements were there, but both Nicole and I are really committed to a natural diet, and most supplements are actually synthetic. So it just didn't align with how we were eating to also take synthetic supplements. So we thought, well, why can't we blend nutrients with something that we already do in our daily ritual, which was a cup of tea? That really simple sounding idea launched us into those two years of research and development because we really wanted to make sure that the product was natural and a beautiful way to boost your nutrient intake without asking professional women to do anything differently in their daily routine. It's just so fascinating, Julian. You know, it's so interesting that one little idea or pain point for you both has really launched out into this business. A question I've got for you is how did you stay motivated during those first two years where you were just heads down, researching, trying to make it happen, and yet you didn't have a product? You know, talk to us a little bit about the persistence and grit that you had to cultivate. Two years is a really long time to sit in uncertainty, not sure if you're going to be able to make the product that you have in your mind. My co-founder, Nicole, was actually one of the founding board members of Fairtrade Australia New Zealand, and I was working in the NGO space and climate action at the time. So we both knew that we wanted a really mission-led business, as well as a business that fixed that real pain point for both of us. Our mission at Elements is to speed the transition to a fair wage for all workers, So we knew that if we could pull this product off, it would have massive impact for farmers in developing countries. Fair trade certification is one of the most rigorous ethical trading certifications in the world. And yet there wasn't a single tea brand on shelf, at least in Australia, that had its whole range fair trade certified. So we wanted to be that first fair trade certified tea brand on shelf in major supermarkets, knowing that every single box of tea that we sold was making a huge difference. And when we had that mission core to all the things that we were trying, as well as the idea that we were doing something new and totally different that no one had done before, we were really willing to go the hard yards. A lot of people during those two years told us, you can't do this. It's just not possible. So we got really used to saying, okay, we hear you. We can't do it that way. What's our next step? How can we come back and keep going when people tell us that we can't do it? That's a fantastic question. Having something that you're working towards that's bigger than yourself is really helpful. There have been a lot of moments where it's hard in a startup. It it feels like you've gotten punched in the face by your dreams and you're thinking, how do I keep going? And knowing for us that we were working for a fair trade mission, and that even if everything went wrong, we had already bought thousands of kilos of fair trade tea at a living wage, which in some cases were 260% more than the farmers would have gotten from a conventional tea purchase. We already knew that we were having impact. And so the further that we could go, the more impact that we could have. And at least we could look back and say, we've done something really cool here. 
and done something cool you have. Oh (laughs) my goodness. I'm curious to know, what are you currently building that we can look forward to seeing? You know, you've had those two years of research, you've launched out now. What's next for Elements? One of the best things about owning a tea company is blending teas. (laughs) My role in the company is around sourcing and supply chain, which means that I get to work directly with fair trade collectives and taste the beautiful teas and spices that they can provide. So at the moment, we're blending a peach tea with red rose petals. So I have lots of samples of different rose petals and different black teas at my house at the moment. Um, It's really a hard job. (laughs) Um, But we also just launched a new tea with rooibos from South Africa, which was an ingredient that I really wanted to use uh, because it's a caffeine-free ingredient with a beautiful mouthfeel, um, very similar to black tea, but without that caffeine. And we blended that with raspberry and pomegranate and with guava leaf extract, which has naturally occurring zinc. So we just launched that with Woolworths Supermarkets called Urban Defense. Could I check out that Urban Defense? Sounds so interesting and so yum. Amazing. So now I'd love to move on to have a bit of a discussion around today's Chinese proverb, learn to walk before you run, or Julie, what does this message mean to you and how did you prepare yourself for a life of entrepreneurship? I truly think there's no preparation for starting a business. Um, There are going to be so many scenarios and different opportunities and different challenges that are thrown at you through your entrepreneurial journey, the best thing you can do is invest in your own confidence and your own problem-solving skills. I, I really think this proverb definitely speaks to me since I started the company with Nicole when I was quite young. I was 26 when we co-founded the company together. So I did not have decades of experience in business. In fact, I had never worked in the for-profit sector before. (laughs) So it was a huge learning curve for me. And I found that by actually not knowing a lot, I was able to ask questions that other people maybe wouldn't think about. And asking those questions, doing a lot of research, trying to figure out why things were done in a certain way rather than taking it for granted that they were done in that certain way has really been quite beneficial to our company. Um, We're called disruptors a lot, both because of our product, which has come into a category that's been fairly similar for the last hundred years, but also in the way that we make our product. It's very unusual for a startup to give 2% of our turnover back to fair trade. But because we asked so many questions before we set up the company, because we took the time to really think things through and walk before we ran, I think we've been able to create something that's very unique. How can we get better at walking before we run? It's so tempting just to run, you know? How can we get better at that? I think it's about understanding when you can run and just go for it and when you actually need to take a step back and think things through. With with business, sometimes you can throw something against a wall and see if it works. A lot of our marketing is like that. We go straight to our tea drinkers. Um, We ask them what flavors they want. 
what vitamins they think they're deficient in, how can we help them? And we take that information and we use that in our research and in our new blend developments. Um, when you're trying to build something, though, you have to really think it through. We always knew that we wanted to be a global product because we wanted to have the conversation about nutrients and fair trade at the kitchen table over a cup of tea. And we couldn't do that as a niche brand. So when we built the company, we made sure to build it in a way where we could scale rapidly, have massive growth very quickly. And thank goodness we did because we sold our first box of tea September 2018. By January 2019, we had a deal with Woolworths to roll out in 75% of their stores. So if we hadn't taken the time to build that strong foundation, we never would have been able to take that opportunity and fulfill that Woolworths order. When it comes to getting the laying down the foundations, what are some of the top perhaps or the first key things we should be looking at in order to effectively lay them down in order to feel like we've done done that job and we can actually keep on moving? I think it's understanding what success in your business looks like for you. There are a lot of um, business blogs that talk about growth and, you know, multi-million dollar businesses as the thing that you should be shooting for. And for some people it is, and that's wonderful and they should absolutely go for those dreams. But for other people, success might actually look like having a wonderful work-life balance, being able to run their own schedule and being able to manage the scale of their business to how they want to grow it. So I think having a really deep conversation with yourself about actually what does success look like for me? What do I enjoy? Why am I doing this? And then building from there, you, you simply can't go wrong. You simply can't go wrong. I, I love that. Look, Julie, I want to circle back a bit to talk about, you know, what moments did you experience in your formative years that really prepared you for where you are today? I know we talk about entrepreneurship being this whirlwind of a journey that you really can't prepare for, but were there some times when you were even younger than 26 that allowed you to kind of get used to what it's like to build something of your own? I had a lot of opportunities to fail throughout my life. <laughs> and I think that has been really important because um, understanding that you can get back up again is the most important part of any entrepreneurial journey. So if you can go into starting a business knowing that you can stand back up again after a really hard hit, then you're going to do all right. For me, I put my hand up for a lot of opportunities that I didn't think I was ready for and then worked on learning and asking the right questions within those opportunities so that I wouldn't fall completely on my face. But being willing to to fail and to put yourself in situations where you can fail, um, I think that that lends itself incredibly well to then starting a business. When you fail, you know, when you fall and all of that gloriousness, how do you gain the courage to actually get back up, to keep going? I mean, you know, whether it's prior to starting your company or whether it was those first two years, was there some moments in those early years that really allowed you to learn the value of failure and actually prepare you for what you're building today? Understanding why you're doing something 
is really important to standing back up again. Um, in my formative years, when I was putting my hand up for those opportunities, I understood a lot of the time that I was doing that because I was working for something that I wanted to, to happen. Um, a great example was I actually worked on the 2012 U.S. presidential election cycle, and I put my hand up to go down to North Carolina and run a voter registration office at the age of 22. I had no idea if I could actually do it, but I knew that there was a support network there to help me through it and that there were incredible people working on the campaign. And we were registering voters in North Carolina. So in the U.S., you have to register to vote before you can actually vote. So the registration period is incredibly important. And I believed deeply in that. So even though I made a lot of mistakes along the way, I knew that I was working towards something that I believed in. And similarly with Elements, we grew so quickly and we're continuing to grow. And so, of course, things go wrong all the time. But it's a product that I love, that I use myself, that I would recommend to any of my friends or family. And it's a mission that I believe deeply in. So when it comes to falling down and getting back up again, it's hard. But reminding yourself why you're doing it is, is where I always go back to. How can we get clear? on our mission, especially when it comes to new business, new ideas, things can seem so confusing. How can we get better at that? I think you have to look at what you're passionate about. What is the world that you want to help create? And new businesses have such a brilliant opportunity to do that. This is where change is going to come from. It's such an exciting opportunity with social enterprise, with B Corps, with businesses who donate a portion of their profits. We can have so much impact in the business world. And I love to talk to new founders about how to actually bake that impact into their company. So donating profits is a fantastic way to support the change that you want to see, but also can you build impact into every decision that you make as a business, whether that's choosing FSC paper in the office, whether that's choosing post-consumer recycled cardboard for your outer cartons, whether that is using vegetable ink printing so that you can have a vegan uh, packaging as well as a vegan product. There are so many opportunities to have impact and I think it's just about being really aware as an entrepreneur that every decision you make can create that impact. I absolutely love it. What's the impact that right now for you, you want to make within your business? That's a great question. So for us, when we're sourcing new materials, we have the opportunity to work with new fair trade collectives. One of the first tea blends that we did was called a bourbon vanilla chai. Now, bourbon vanilla is actually a type of vanilla from Madagascar. It's kind of like champagne in that you can only call it bourbon vanilla if it's from that region. And I loved the idea that we were sourcing from one of the few fair trade collectives that existed in that country. Similarly, with our Egyptian mint, we source from one of the very few fair trade collectives in Egypt. We source a peppermint and a spearmint from them. And it, it just, it's so beautiful because it's a beautiful product. We get to share that with our tea drinkers. And we also get to support um, real development 
in economies around the world. So for these rose petals that I'm sourcing, we're trying to find a source in Morocco for fair trade rose petals. And I just love that we get to work with these farmers from around the world and know that we're paying a living wage. So powerful. Oh my goodness, Julie. We could go for days. This is absolutely fascinating. I have a couple final few questions for you. And the first one is, what is the most important lesson that you wish to share with us all today when it comes to learning to walk before you run? I get asked this by a lot of entrepreneurs, actually. And over the years, I've realized that there's one clear answer for me. When I started my business, I wish I had known that the mistakes I made along the way were a critical part of the journey and didn't diminish how far we had come. I think this is extremely relevant to walking before you run because you can't learn to run without stumbling a few times. And that doesn't diminish how great a runner you're going to be. In fact, it's it's a part of the path. It's a part of the journey. Um, And so trying to hold that framework in your mind while you're going through the day-to-day chaos of a new business is very important and will definitely help you when things hit the fan. And oh yes, things do hit the fan. Thank you so much, Julie. This has been absolutely awesome and so insightful. Final question I've got for you is what's next for Elements Tease? Well, we are in two supermarket reviews at the moment. We've just pitched a new product here in Australia. And um, 2020 was a year of foundation building for us. We did a lot of rethinking in lockdown. And so 2021 is going to be a very fun year of growth. And it's going to be exciting and challenging and interesting and hopefully a lot of fun. Um, Yeah, I'm so excited to see where we are at this time next year. We cannot wait to follow along the journey. Thank you so much again, Julie. Where can we learn more about you and Elements Tease? Of course. Well, I'm on LinkedIn if you want to connect personally. Elements Tease is on Instagram and Facebook. We're also in supermarkets around the world and we've got a website which we launched during COVID because everyone went online. Yeah, I hope I hope you'll connect. Perfect. We'll link them up in the show notes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Next up, and still on the subject of best practice and moral compasses, we're pleased to shed a little light on the work our podcast partner, Alibaba, is doing to ensure a high level of internal and external codes of conduct. The Alibaba Group is committed to the highest standards of business conduct in their relationship with each and every stakeholder, including customers, business partners, and shareholders. This commitment requires that they conduct their business in accordance with all applicable laws and regulations, and in accordance with the Alibaba Group's Code of Business Conduct. Thanks for listening to The Build Up by Alibaba Australia New Zealand, a guide to finding a way in the world of biz. Before you go and start building, hit subscribe and leave a review if you found this podcast helpful. 
That way, more people like you are able to find us and listen too. To keep up with all of the exciting events happening in the world of global biz, follow Alibaba on Instagram and Facebook at alibaba.anz and subscribe to the Alibaba Made Easy email list at the link in this episode's description. Thanks again for listening. And remember to never stop building your dreams. 